Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Scott Van Kirk sitting across the table, and uh, he, of course, is a, a firearms trainer, former law enforcement, and uh, known famously for disassembling firearms right here on the console. Good morning, Scott. Morning, sir. How are you? Well, I have got this amazing revolver in my hand, so at the moment I am really, really good. Yes, and I see you're not disassembling that. They're a little more challenging. To take apart. I just need a screwdriver. That's all you need. <laughs> Scott, Van, Scott Van Kirk, welcome. Larry Wayland is with us from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Good morning, and, Gary. Uh, good morning. We have uh, Dr. John Lott coming on uh, about some uh, fictitious numbers floating around, uh, dealing primarily with California. We'll, we'll get to that. Got a message from Mike on uh, Facebook at Gary on Guns. Uh, about a uh, ruling about the uh, 21H on the 4473 uh, dealing with a restraining order. The story is as follows. In a unanimous opinion by a three-judge panel on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, the ruling held that last year's landmark Supreme Court decision known as New York State Rifle and Pistol v. Uh, Bruin set a new test for interpreting the Second Amendment by requiring the government to justify gun control laws by showing they are consistent with the nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. Well, Merrick Garland is not happy about this, went on the offensive uh, after an appeals court ruled that they can't stop people who have domestic violence restraining orders from owning firearms. Uh, so he wants to challenge this. Uh, and... and uh, you know, I, as far as I can tell, uh, this is uh, this is probably going to wend its way up to the Supreme Court. Well, I think that the um, the, the the Fifth Circuit uh, is certainly creating teeing up a lot of things for the Supreme Court. Um, you know, this has got to get to the Supreme Court, and we need some final uh, clarification on this. You know, I know that the court resists taking gun cases uh, routinely. Um, but after Bruin, there have been a number of decisions that, uh, um, that Bruin affected and, you know, the bump stock, um, ban also, that was a, um, a fifth circuit and that was a third, 16 judge panel with 13, um, you know, that said that the ATF was out of bounds when they created this new law about bump stocks. So, you know. This is one of the unintended consequences of, of Bruin is that um, the, the domestic violence uh, prohibition comes into question. I, I think that certainly um, that would call a domestic violence prohibition for uh, purchasing firearm would definitely fall under the uh, term infringement of, of your rights. But um, it, it's 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 Hello, things up for the Supremes for sure. Um. Hold on one second while I make sure this doesn't play anymore. Uh, <laughs> You're watching YouTube videos. I see. You That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're doing radio, Gary. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing, Larry. When you're talking, it gets so... Monotonous. I know. I'm sorry. i got to go to YouTube. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Scott? I don't know. <laughs> I know That's that, why we have him with us, folks. I know we have, a, we have an administrative form... Um, that's part of the National Registry that's via the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. And now we have a three-panel... Three-judge three panel, three yeah. Three-judge panel from a district that's not 
our state's not part of. And well, it certainly doesn't affect <laughs> operations at Modern Arms. I mean, I, I, yeah, there's I, been no there's been no statutory change um, I, that can affect our our business. The uh, you know it's still a prohibiting. Question my, my for our operations. Oh, absolutely. My response is wait and see. Yeah. So uh. we've got to get this to the Supremes. This is this has got to go well uh, no, up mean, the chain. And I mean, what's the what's the possibility that it's it it's heard by a larger judicial um, panel than three judges, and then they change it. So what do we end up with seven, and it goes four three, and then it starts to make its slow climb up to the Supreme Court, and as you stated. They generally do not take gun cases. Right. I mean, that's why we... They they try not to. Yeah, yeah, that's why we get uh, the cases that we get with, like, Heller and uh, Bruin and things like that once every Mm. seven to ten years. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, By the way, everybody is talking about uh, this uh, Chinese uh, spy balloon that's floating across the United States. By the way, our own Jennifer Bukowski was on Fox News last night because she was able to spot it uh, out her uh, outside her backyard. Either of you guys see the the balloon? I did. I saw it yesterday. I, I was did afraid you? to go outside. I didn't want to be seen by the That's Chinese. Right. I was. Pr- <laughs> I wanted to give them a better look at me. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, did you give go, them the vertical smile. I did just go to... out and say, give them a little <laughs> wave, say hey. hey in, I, 19, in 1945, the crew of the USS New York spotted a sphere that they thought might be a Japanese balloon weapon. The captain ordered it shot down, but uh, they they never did hit it. Uh, finally, a navigator realized they, <laughs> they were attacking Venus. <laughs> <laughs> Venus is a lot tougher than you think. Yeah, it's hard to, hard to engage Venus at, this, at these distances. <laughs> Standoff safety. <laughs> What's the holdover on Venus? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Luckily, they didn't bring it down, so... So we're we're in good shape. <laughs> Imagine how long they were firing at that thing. <laughs> Realize it was a planet. Oh, that's a planet. Oh boy. Uh, coming up about uh, a little while from about forty five minutes from now. False statistics fly as California Democrats push for gun control laws that failed already. Dr. John Lott. He will be with us then, and we will kind of uh, kick that around a little bit, get some real data from him. Uh, There was a poll at Newsweek, uh, and they were looking at a a ban, a gun ban for senior citizens. I saw this headline, and I immediately thought of you, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Scott is done. Uh, He had to leave. You guys pick on me. I'm in my I'm I, in the I, prime I li- of my life here. I literally pulled up bearing arms. I saw the headline and I didn't even click on this story before I thought of you. Have there been a lot of senior citizen violent attacks with firearms? What are we What are we protecting from here? Well, we're protecting from the um, uh, Asian perpetrator, Asian victim crimes that happened Maybe we in should California. Have just banned the Asians. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> same logic. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm up against the clock. We'll come back and kick this around with Scott Van Kirk and Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. I'm Gary Ungun. Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Scott Van Kirk is with us, sometime co-host and uh, fill-in guest host. He's a former law enforcement 
He is. Uh, he's brought Larry Wayland in from Modern Arms at the Brown Station location, and uh, we're talking about people over the age of sixty. Apparently, according to the polling data, there there are people who want to ban senior citizens from owning guns. <laughs> I mean, there are forty million voters over the age of sixty. Do they really want to do this? Uh, yes, they want to ban guns, Gary. Yes, yes, yes. they do. That's that's the news. Well, you, uh, you can't, but you can't just isolate. I think AARP will come out and uh, help you. Yeah, have a pro-gun pro stance. <laughs> I'd be safer. I'd be safer trusting a rabbit to deliver a leaf of lettuce than the AARP to come out and defend my right to own a firearm. Not likely to happen. But you know, there are two sides to this age question, and based on Bruin. You know, we're seeing states all around the country go, okay, all right, we're going to drop that 21 to 18. You could buy a gun, buy a rifle, buy a gun. And I'm wondering if that uh, can be challenged, why can't a 16 or 17-year-old say, hey, look, uh, historically, uh, kids in this country were allowed to carry a gun. Well, that certainly and, could be challenged, absolutely. But you know, the 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 last bit of, of actual gun legislation that we got stripped the eighteen to twenty year old of the um, the ability to buy a gun in a, in a short amount of time. They mm -hmm. they put them uh, into a category of additional scrutiny. So anybody that's between eighteen and um, and less than twenty one that comes in is subject to. Um, uh, enhanced background checks it's almost it's it's statistically it's an automatic delay and then they can delay it another 10 days to allow them to search their juvenile record which i thought those were supposed to not be searchable sealed they're sealed, sealed until they're not and yeah until they yes. yeah, until until they they <laughs> yeah but that, that was actually uh you know a congressional law that was modified um, to you know, force those eighteen to twenty-one into a new subcategory of yeah, you've almost got rights, but not really, right. and you you, you right. just need to wait a little longer before you can exercise your rights. Um, so that that's you know being challenged also. So you know, I, I well, based on based on Bruin. <laughs> You you shouldn't even have to fill out a forty four seventy three. Yeah, they're, they're, you shouldn't have to do the next check. Shouldn't be a de federal department. <laughs> yeah, because historically, uh, you know, in the eighteen hundreds, nobody did a background check. Yeah, uh, they they didn't have the technology. But also, you know, at the time, people that were criminals were convicted and and sentenced. You know. Instead you mean of like if they're bail bunk? reform where, you know, yeah. oh, it's only second-degree murder. It's no big deal. Out on bail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the, the theory on that is that um, they let them out on bail because they're unlikely to go back and kill the same person twice. That's true. Same. You can't make them more dead. <laughs> okay. no, so the rest of us are <laughs> oh, in danger. Yeah. But at least that dead guy, yeah, he's, yeah, safe. he's safe. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. there's no, so there's really there's zero risk, zero risk that they're going to commit that the, one dead guy that they're going to commit the exact same crime again, <laughs> zero, zero risk. But the you know it's so ludicrous to say uh, somebody over the age of sixty or sixty five or even seventy 
you know, because I wouldn't want to stop Brian from getting a gun. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, they shouldn't be able to vote either. I don't think. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, he shouldn't even be able to drive. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, arguably, should we? If we're talking this, should we be talking about a maximum age to be president of the United States? Oh yeah, talk about somebody. <laughs> talk about somebody that's armed with nuclear codes. But uh, you don't have to. You know, going back to the next check question. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to fill out a, a form and and get permission to be a talk show host. I have freedom of press and freedom of speech. Boy, I think that's a bad example, Gary. <laughs> I think that's a horrible, horrible well, example. Well, you know, shall not You're be really infringed. to get taken off the show. Yeah, that's yeah. a horrible yeah. example because there's a contingent out there that would be like, oh, the, well, you know, there ought to be a law. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there used to be, uh, in radio, they used to have what they call the Fairness Doctrine. Thank God Ronald Reagan got rid of it. But it was, uh, you know, an infringement on freedom of press. Uh, you'd have to, if you had uh, somebody talking uh, from a conservative standpoint, you'd have to have another show with a liberal standpoint. Uh, so, you know, they've, they've tried to regulate that. It's, it's, been, uh, it's been reversed. They don't do it now. Uh, and they shouldn't do it for any of the other amendments. I shouldn't need a license to go to church. I shouldn't need the government's permission. Well, just a background check and then, you know, a, 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 waiting, a, a waiting period. period and yeah. then, uh, sure. then maybe you can pray to the God of your choice. That would, <laughs> that's not an infringement. Come on. That's, yeah. no, it's, yeah. a, it's a minor inconvenience for the good for of the, the whole. For the good of the whole. Yeah. For the yeah. good of the church. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I really don't like this socialist stuff we're doing. <laughs> 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 I'm not a big fan. I like the liberty part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like I like liberties. Yeah, liberties. So uh, it's it just a, it it is impressive how quickly and how willingly people will give up their freedom, and I think that kind of explains how we got where we're at. I mean, you look at this polling data, and it really indicates uh, that these people don't care about freedom. No, they don't. Um, that people do not value their their liberties at all, um, and they will give them up for. A, a sense of security that it never, never actually makes them any more secure when the government strips people of their rights. Likely voters favored gun control overwhelmingly by 66% to 34%. Every demographic group agreed strongly except Republicans, 78% of whom favored gun rights. Among Democrats, 87% thought gun control was more important. This, and this kind of explains the politics of the left and right in Congress. This is why the Democrats keep going after gun control, because they know they're catering to their people. 87% think gun control is important. Uh, voters in the largely rural Central Valley area were more closely divided, opting for gun control by only 51 to 48%, but in urban Los Angeles and San Francisco Bay, a lopsided 74% of voters wanted gun control. You know, I think that just goes with the Republican-Democrat thing. Most people in rural areas don't lean left. Well, I'm, and I'm going to throw a big old Molotov cocktail Do on it. the table. Do for it. This Light one. it on fire. Light it on fire. Is I would like a poll out there that of the find the percentage of Republican supporters who actually think Republicans are pro-gun. Yeah. Because when is the last time at the national level that anything was passed that was pro-Second Amendment? To include when all three branches, of, or when both houses of Congress and the president was owned by the Republican Party. Yeah. 
They play the Republicans play lip service. Yeah, to they the Second they will Amendment. they will tell you that we you know we're here to protect your Second to, Amendment to, rights yeah, and no. send us send, send your checks. Yeah, and when they you know when they had absolute control when they had control of the House Senate and the presidency, we were hopeful that we'd see the Hearing Protection Act passed. Anything. Yeah, and that was oh oh well, no can't do that can't do yeah. that yeah, yeah we've yeah. got we've got more important things no you don't no you don't no yeah. <laughs> no there, there, there's well. there is a perceived commit uh, commitment. Uh, on on the on nope. the right to because it turns to defend out. the Second Amendment because it gets them a voting block. It turns well, Republicans out Republicans have done Republicans have done as much or more damage to the Second Amendment as Democrats. Yes, oh, yeah. I agree absolutely. What uh, uh, who, under whose administration was the administrative rule outlawing uh, bump stocks? No, that uh, would be uh, Trump. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and you can go back in history all the way back to Reagan and even before that. Uh, so the Republicans talk a good game. But they're not principled enough to stand uh, to stand up for uh, uh, for the Second Amendment, and that's and that's really important. We get we're the ones who are responsible for this. We're the ones who keep voting for the unprincipled out of fear that the other unprincipled oh. will get in. Yeah, and I don't know when, uh, and you might be with with more time in the arena and knowledge on the political front but are I, you saying he's old no oh, no that okay. was a compliment just, oh yeah okay. that was a compliment yeah, larry uh -huh. go God, ahead you what was your question my question was to gary is <laughs> i'm feeling a as, little hurt as, what, that was a compliment yeah as to that's why i'm asking your opinion as to what when did the switch happen when did it become that we vote for quote unquote our guy just so the other guy doesn't win the, the lesser of shortly two after evil. The, shortly after the Civil War and into the uh, early 20th century. Prior to that, we had a lot of different political parties in federal office. But uh, by 1913, we had pretty much killed that. Uh, we limited the numbers of members in the House of Representatives. Their districts got larger and larger. Um, and and uh, that had an effect. And as the government got larger and larger, they were able to sort of rip people into two different camps. Okay. Cause uh, I, but cause, that's cause, when it started. Because what it brings to mind is, and if, if you pay attention to political ads and during the political season and the races and everything else like that, for the most part, it is one side saying, you've got to vote for me because the other side is going to do this. Yeah. Yep. And you just pick which side you're on in regards to that. But it's never... It's always, oh, we, you have to vote for me, or otherwise they'll do this. And yep. it doesn't matter which side you come from, that's what that's all they're selling. Yeah. It, it just sort of tears the country in half. Um, if you understand the Constitution, what the Founding Fathers gave us, uh, you would understand that, uh, that they, they were socially tolerant. They didn't write any rules or laws that affect your personal life, but they were fiscally conservative. And we've gotten way beyond that we don't um we don't have our senators appointed by the legislature uh they're just a glorified member of the house really they their terms are longer but they run for office making the same kinds of promises and eventually all the third parties disappeared and then campaign finance killed it all right we're up against the clock quick break we'll be back it is gary on guns hey it uh, it is gary on guns and larry wayland is with us from modern arms at the brown station location and he has uh, also uh, brought into the studio because we just didn't lock the door like i say he enough. followed me and i didn't get it closed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Scott> <laughs> Kirk. Getting every, hey 
You're getting you're getting your money's worth 100 percent when you've got <laughs> me in that's the right. studio. Absolutely, that, that's worth uh, every penny. Uh, worth every penny. I'm well, making. it's close anyway. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, there is an article uh, at, at 1945 about the five top self-defense guns for senior citizens. Oh, there you go, Gary. It's, it's like you're running a show. It's like, I don't know what to call it, but, you know, the Golden Gary on Gun Show. <laughs> I kind of like that. It was a natural segue from the previous topic. I'm, I'm is that what it was? Okay. Even in my advanced years, I'm able to make something a good segue. That's that something that just sparked your interest. You're like, ooh, I might be interested in those. <laughs> So I thought I'd go over these with you guys and uh, get your feedback. Uh, and first, because uh, there are rifles, shotguns, and, and pistols here, uh, the Ruger 1022 standard. Absolutely. Yes. It's a, it's a winner for any age category. That is, yeah, but, that it's a, is... but it's a serious winner, and there's been some articles written about <clears throat> some, of the, some of the guys at the national level and stuff like that talking about how a Ruger 1022 setup... For home defense. For home defense. Yes. For mom and dad as Absolutely. they get a little bit older. Dad yes. probably, if he's not a big gun guy, probably at some time in his life still shot a 22 rifle. Yep. You can get some very nice magazine capacities, very reliable magazines. And that's good ammo, and that gun's going to run like oh. a sewing machine oh, every yeah. time. It's going to do everything you need, <clears throat> and it's not going to beat you up. It yeah. actually is. Uh, it's actually older than me, I'm pleased to tell you. It was introduced in 1949. <laughs> Uh, I just thought I would, because I knew a, one of you guys was going to go throw that out so there. So what, it's got you by a couple of months? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think I'm going to permanently bar here. <laughs> Kids today. Uh, the Smith & Wesson Shield 380EZ. Again, yeah, that's a winner. That's a great product. They also offer it in 9mm. Um isn't the new, the new equalizer the new the same, equalizer is a higher now. capacity in that same uh, same type low low recoil yeah. easy to articulate slide and, and that one I would lean more <laughs> towards because full size gun is easier to shoot than bitty gun little bitty gun yep so with that technology into the new full size pistol is probably where I would lean but I'm consistent on the technology yeah, yeah. but there's uh, there's got to be a delicate balance on that spring. Um, if you if it's a little too tough, yeah. For for ease of artic ease of ease of loading and unloading, and then reliability, uh, Smith's really done the math on that. It, it works with a wide variety mm -hmm. of ammo. I have sold hundreds of those guns. I haven't had any feedback that they were at all ammo finicky. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no. It, it's it's a they they've they've done the math. It it's it that's a gun that runs. If you're shopping for a more old-fashioned shooter, uh, like, uh, well, like, I can't, uh, like, <laughs> like, really? Like Brian. Is, is, like is, is the next one going to be a 1911? <laughs> <laughs> that is a venerable firearm. It is venerable, it is. Yes, and, it, and it works very, very well. If you're shopping for a more old-fashioned shooter, you might be more interested in the Taurus TH9 9mm pistol. Mm -hmm. Double action first shot. Uh, which some older individuals are more comfortable using. Uh, it's affordable, they say. It's reliable. Yeah, yeah, good and accurate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the nine no, millimeter revolvers, a, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah, you get uh, you get a much better spread of self defensive ammo. Um, they can be a little sparky because I don't know what the weight is on that gun. Um, in shorter barreled revolvers, nine can be a lit a little more challenging than you think. But yeah. 
then there is the Remington 870 pump action. Mm, back uh, in production, and new guns are flowing. Finally. We are finally able to get those again. Mm. That's been a police so my, standard for decades. So, um, the va- so the value on mine dropped again then. <laughs> 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 Only uh, if you're training in, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> it is, they write, uh, one of the most well-known classic pump-action shotguns. It's got a bit of, uh, of a heavier weight, but it, uh, definitely, uh, it, it does definitely help to reduce recoil. Yeah. They yeah. say for best results and ultimate recoil reduction, try using reduced recoil buckshot ammo. Yeah, I mean that, or go with a twenty as opposed to a twelve. Yep, that's they say uh, the twenty gauge over the twelve uh, yeah, might be a bit easier for uh, shooters Brian's age. I mean, to to be perfectly honest with you, um, depending on size and age and physicality and stuff like that, I wouldn't be opposed to that in four ten. Yeah, I'd love to see some of the eight seventies in four ten again, but yeah. um, the Mossbergs are, are out there in in four ten, yeah. and that's that's a very reasonable uh, defensive load for for the castle. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that you mention it, the Mossberg five hundred that's a four ten shotgun, uh, simple to use, uh, good for home defense. Uh, the five hundred is uh, one of the best available. They say it is arguably the most rep- uh, reputable firearm manufacturer in the country. With 100 years of experience. Uh, so they think very highly of that. Yeah. Solid product. Yeah, I have no problem. I, I mean, I'm a longtime fan. And, in fact, I'm a 590 over 870 guy. So, yeah, I like me some Mossberg. So uh, have you guys got any other suggestions for seniors? Well, and no, I'm not asking for me. <laughs> well, I mean, to stay on, to stay on, the, on the 22 um, route... Uh, the polymer Ruger ten twenty not ten twenty two twenty two forty fives. Uh-huh. So it's a lighter twenty two platform, very very reliable, decent magazine capacity at ten. And we've seen a lot of the uh, the polymers, the the Sig three twenty two, yeah, uh, built like the three sixty five, sure. but in twenty two rimfire sure. with with a fifteen round capacity. My only um, issue, my only issue with that, Larry, is I know that Mark twos run, and that's what a twenty two forty five is. Right. Yeah. And when you start to build other gun platforms in 22 i get a little die i get a little oh, die no they're they're solid uh, they're, they're, they're solid it's got one on the wall don't you no i actually, I, I don't but the um the, the glock model 44 in 22 long rifle it, it's a yeah. it's a great yeah. it, it's a very very reliable platform sure. uh lightweight low recoil easy to articulate um, limited to 10 rounds capacity on factory magazines. I understand there are some other magazines coming for that gun that would increase its capacity. Oh, really? Like Shield? Um, is Shield doing something? Shield doing? I, 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 I understand. Know. I understand some are coming. <laughs> Question mark. Um, and also, um, the Keltec. Um, oh. Their, 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 uh, PMR thirty and twenty two Magnum. Yes, that is. I've forgotten about that. That is a one. fantastic um, senior defense weapon. Mm-hmm. I mean, you put the put a flashlight on that sucker, and I had forgotten about the that. high Which capacity, is... high velocity twenty two Magnum rounds. Yep. that is that. That's which is which. That's is, a lot of heat defending the castle. Which is weird because I I actually have one of those um, and forgot about it. Yeah, forgot good, about good it. Thinking. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's age. The twenty old age. Yeah, it's age. well, and um, you've got. Um, I think Spear Gold Dot makes a 22 Magnum yes. self-defense round now. Yes, so do. now you've got some better off 
offerings in your in your building. Although I'm a fan of Federal 22 Punch too. So yeah. if you go with because Caltech also makes a 22 long rifle version the, the of that 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which turn them into high capacity, lightweight guns, pretty easy to manipulate and to fire. Because one of the manipulations when we talk about semi-automatic 22s is because it's a 22, it does not need a heavy recoil spring. Right. That makes slide manipulation very easy. Well, Caltech impresses me. I mean, they're a small little company, but they will think out of the box. They 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 are, they are not following anybody. Caltech yep, yep. is uh, they march to their own drummer, man. I yeah. only, I only have one issue with Caltech, and it's easily fixed once you buy their guns. But it's the plastic <laughs> triggers. Yeah, you have to replace. It. When you, I, I I have upgraded most of my Caltech to, to an aluminum trigger. When you right. buy a Caltech, you need to replace <laughs> the trigger. That's that's it. All right, let me go grab a phone call or two. Eight seven four. Uh, 9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. John is on the line with uh, a comment. John, welcome. How are you? All right. Um, I'm finding your comments about using a 22 long rifle for self-defense very interesting. Uh, and as you were alluding to, uh, the problem with 22 rimfire is uh, reliability. And to me, that that means... A problem with misfires. I've fired a lot of 22 long rifle in my life, um, several duds. I've taken, I've disassembled some of those duds, and uh, a big problem with most of those duds was that the priming compound did not encircle the complete uh, circumference of the of the rim. Uh, the firing pin just happened to hit in a in a an empty spot on the rim where the, the there was no priming compound. Um, now, in my opinion, and if I had to choose a brand as far as better reliability for self-defense, I would pick CCI, as you, you guys are kind of mentioning also. Um, so those are my comments. Yeah, and and you're right. You know that that is possible. The way uh, rimfire is primed, um, it is it is uh, that is a, a an exposure for rimfire. But the the Ely priming process that all of the brand the the, the Federal Punch and the right. the Gold Dot that we mentioned there are going to be the premium. And most most of the times, if you're buying ammo that is uh, 22, 22 long rifle that is segmented packed, so if it's if it's oriented in the package in uh, if it if it's held vertically in the packaging, it is typically not their bulk pack ammo. Hello you're, again, everyone. Welcome to Washington. If, you, if you're buying bulk pack yeah, 22, your your reliability can can right. be degraded. Mm -hmm. But all of that uh, segmented packaging is is Ely primed. It's going to be much more reliable uh, yeah. than the bulk pack stuff. And, I, and to be honest with you, I think that Federal Punch is Federal Punch the Gold Dot. Um, I don't know if anybody else is making the CCI, CCI um, mini mag, mini mags, stuff, stuff HPs, that. Yeah. that stuff is. I have I have had misfires is, with rimfire, but none of it's been with those brands. I say that as reliable as most commercially manufactured oh. center fire. Yeah, and the thing that always to remember on twenty two. So let's just say twenty two revolver and say twenty ten twenty two rifle. The clear on that is so easy. With a revolver, you just keep pulling the trigger. Yeah. And with a ten twenty two, it's the it's the quick cocking lever, and out, out goes the shell that didn't go bang, and we're back in now, business. Now, would I default to a centerfire rifle if I had the if if recoil wasn't a thing? And mm. yes, I, I I would I would default to centerfire uh, for defensive purposes if if we're taking lack of infirmity out of off the table. Right. If you if you're you know younger than Gary. For, yeah. uh, <laughs> You would go with a center fire. I'll, I'll you know, the, uh, 
I'll bet the CCI Velocidor would be an excellent one for self-defense. Salute, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. All right, John, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on board. Uh, up against the clock, quick break. Back to wrap up uh, this segment. Uh, then uh, John Lott is going to be on, on board. Lies, damn lies, and statistics. And uh, someone uh, 80 years old managed to critically wound an intruder. See? Seniors can have guns. Yeah, you can, Gary. <laughs> that hurts. That really, that hurts. Gary on gun. <laughs> uh, to paraphrase the greatest president of the 20th century, I refuse to exploit the youth and inexperience of my co-host. <laughs> An 80-year-old Chicago man is hospitalized in critical condition after fighting with an alleged home intruder on Monday before shooting the suspect and sending him to the hospital as well. Um, geez, I guess if, if that uh, Newsweek survey had been engaged, this guy would just be dead. Yeah, it would have already disarmed him at that upon, age. Yeah. Upon opening Make the door, vulnerable. Yeah. two alleged intrusion suspects, one male, one female, lunged into the residence. The 80-year-old began fighting with the male. The 80-year-old managed to use a gun during the struggle, critically wounding the alleged intruder. Chicago Police Department noted the 80-year-old was also hurt. The victim was battered and sustained several injuries throughout his body and was transported to a local hospital. But he lived. Yeah. But he lived. Yes. And would he have lived otherwise? I kind of doubt it. I think, yeah. There you go. That's... But but they, you can be sure the anti-gun people are not going to... Um, they're not going to highlight that story. Yeah. This isn't no. a this isn't a family story. Is this like your younger cousin you grew up with or anything? Younger like cousin. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, jeez. Kids played today stick, played stickball in Cleveland kids together. Today have no respect for their elders. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll own it. I'm older than you guys. <laughs> uh, all right, listen. Uh, apparently, uh, the pistol brace rule is. Th there are lawsuits being filed. Larry, bring us up to date on the pistol brace rule. Hundreds uh, and hundreds of lawsuits being filed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it it went. Uh, it was it was recorded in the federal registry on the thirty first of January. It is now the new rule, and um, in order for people to comply with it, um, if you have a pistol braced firearm, you can remove the brace. Therefore, it is no longer a firearm with a brace on it so it that would then just be a legal pistol you can install a 16 inch barrel on it convert that handgun into a rifle um and um continue to own and operate it that way uh you can um turn it in to the uh to the atf you can destroy the firearm per atf regulations or you can choose to register that firearm as a short barreled rifle and for from the recording date 120 days there is a amnesty on or a um a uh, abatement on the the tax, so you would not have to pay the two hundred dollar transfer tax, two hundred dollar creation tax, to register it as a short barreled rifle. Isn't that kind of just encouraging people to? It, it's kind of uh, it kind of a cheap way to seduce people into complying, isn't it? Well, 
Hey, right up until it rolls out, can you imagine the efficiency at which that's going to take place? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the um, in in a couple of the uh, uh, training sessions I've I've uh, attended on Zoom, trying to you know understand um, all of the messes that the ATF has created and, and how to deal with them. Um, they have given ATF has given no guidance as for what the expected approval clearance rate is on those forms but said if you have your receipt that it was submitted before the 120 day expiration you should be good that was the that was their that was their answer you should you should be good not that that provides proof that you have complied with the law they just said you should be good because they haven't thought it through and you know currently um, as I understand it from from some industry insights, there, there before this ruling, there were eight individuals that worked at NFA branch that that cleared Form Ones when you wanted to create a short barreled rifle. You would file a Form One. You would pay a two hundred dollar transfer tax, file your paperwork, and the it would be approved, uh, looked at by one of these eight examiners, and then um, mailed back to you or emailed back to you with the approval. Generally, within six months has been pretty standard. I've seen them much quicker, but six months is, is the industry graph on that. If I, we add $40 million, um, <laughs> the, of, of these now e- uh, illegal short-barreled rifles into that pipeline, and these these eight individuals, assuming they didn't staff up, assuming they could clear one per minute, that's about a 66-year um, time to, to get through at the current clearance rate. So I'm not that's with the current clearance staff taking one minute per application. Um, if if yeah, we get 40 million it, applicants, so I I'm not a fan. I'm not registering mine. I'm making them compliant otherwise. Um, again, through the other mechanism of either adding a 16-inch barrel to that, making it a rifle, or simply removing the offending brace. Can and you, uh, once the very, brace has been removed, it's no longer an offending gun. Give me a quick answer if you can. Does no. the federal government have any way of knowing if you own one of these? No. No, unless they see you with it uh, or somebody tattletales. Um, Correct. Yeah, uh, I'd be... I'd be uh, I'm thinking this is going to go down in flames, frankly. Well, but it's, it's like going to take the, uh, a while for it to happen. Um, it will take years for it to get to court to for them right. to lose. All right, Dr. John Lott coming up. False statistics fly as California Democrats push for gun control laws that failed already. Also, show and tell, uh, and that's uh, that's from Modern Arms at the Brown Station location. I'm Gary Ungott.